Okay, you ready? Go. Hi, and welcome to Sounds Fabulous, your weekly podcast brought to you by Images Everything Los Angeles and... Come on, thinkfabulous.com. I'm Tommy Gable. I am Kimber Hill. Today is Friday, May 9th, 2008. Two of a kind, for your information, we're two of a kind. Two of a kind. My observation I think we're two of a I just think most people my age look a lot older than <laughs> they're supposed to look. Right. Um, no, you don't. Yeah, you look very good for considering everything you've been through. You look very. <laughs> you look great for your age. Thank you, I think. Well, you know, you ride in the sun well, and you you have true. a 501c license to help the world be a better place. <laughs> that brings me to uh, a reminder. I have a friend whose birthday is today, and oh. I want to give a shout out to Dr. Bart in San Francisco. Woo-hoo! Happy birthday, Woo-hoo! young man! I love you very much, and we'll be seeing you very soon. Hopefully not oh, for medical purposes. How are you today, Mr. Cameron? Oh, I'm happy and healthy. I couldn't be better or more intelligent or more beautiful. Do you think? <laughs> I Do you uh, think? I have to agree with you. Thank you very much. <laughs> You're doing great. Thank you, thank you. Here we are in Volume 2, Chapter 3, I believe, of the Sounds Fabulous series. Mm-hmm. And in this series, we uh, take your calls on the Sounds Fabulous hotline, and we listen to your problems, and we try to assess which element of Thinking Fabulous would best suit the problem that our listeners or our callers might be suffering at the time. That's right. And we also listen to emails, and we talk about your emails on the air, and uh, try to give you advice on the best way to handle those problems, not necessarily solving them for you, but giving you the tools that you need to solve them. Now, this week, we got a call all the way from upstate New York. Love New York. Oh, we love New York, especially this time of year. It's quite beautiful. And mm-hmm. we got a call from a young woman named Edie. I don't know how young she is. Well, yeah, she didn't give her age. She sounds young. Um, she does. Um, we, we got a call from Edie talking about certain problems she's having in her neighborhood. Let's give a listen and see what Edie has to say. Hi, my name is Edie, and I'm from upstate New York, and I have a problem. And this is my problem. I live in a great neighborhood. I grew up in this neighborhood. And the house next door is now a rental unit. And I don't know what's wrong with the landlord, but... The people who live in that house, we strongly suspect, are um, dealing drugs, and they're doing drugs, and it's just horrible. This is a family neighborhood. There are kids everywhere, and we have this this group of people right in our midst that are just doing this illegal activity, and it's scary, and, I, and that's my problem. Thanks very much for listening. Ooh, not good. Not good. Not good. That's a tough one, isn't it? It is. Um, hi, Decor. How are you? Um, Edie's got a serious problem. <laughs> what do you do when the blight of the world has moved in next door to you? I think this is a slam dunk, Camber Hill, honestly. Really? Yeah, I believe the uh, uh, the answer is obvious. I really? The 12 elements are thinking fabulous. I think Edie needs to practice number three. Number three. <laughs> number three, enlightened self-interest and pack her bags and get the hell out of that neighborhood. Because, you know, honestly, I believe that, that once the blight has moved in, there's nothing really you can do. It's human nature. People are going to do what they're going to do, and you can't change people. The best thing that you can do is get your ball and go home. <laughs> and I think um, she needs to find a new one and get out of that neighborhood. What do you think? Would you agree with me? I think you're that? out of your bloody mind. What? Well, I, you know, God bless you for having a mind. <laughs> Yeah. First of all, I I'm have not to, so sure. Actually, first of all, I have to recognize the fact that you have a mind and you have constructed this thought, which is 
absolutely not the most appropriate thing in this it's, particular situation. Oh, all right. And I'm, I'm going to tell you, you why. All right. I'm going to tell you what, why, how, and when. Because the situation at hand all the time is that everything that's happening to us is a really right thing to happen. And when things are right, they allow us to take a look at what's happening in us. So anytime your solution to the right thing that's happening to help you learn about yourself is never to turn and run. Because then you're turning and running from yourself when spirit's trying to give you a really good heads up about a dimension that needs some attention. So g getting out of... A dimension that needs some attention. Oh, you kind of like it when you rhyme. I like you? when I rhyme. So getting uh, packing your bags and getting out of Dodge is not the best tack in this mm, situation? Do you think she actually be... has hope of solving this problem? Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. I think that for sure, uh, not just out of theory, but out of putting theory to use, that she should go with... Uh, number 11 uh, and number 11 right. consists of compassion, compassion and empathy, empathy for right. all sentient beings how is that going to That's help right. her out here well in this particular situation not unlike other situations that uh, people in other you know places are encountering opposition or things that they believe now one thing you know that I want to give to Edie was that Edie said she's they're highly suspicious they suspect she really didn't crucify anybody and you know slam dunk it that they're right and you know excuse me that her impression is right that they're suspicious and there's concern um, also I think it's funny when people say you know this neighborhood is really cool and this you know everybody's neighborhood is really cool and nice and there's always kids around they're kids in war zones hello right so, that's true but in this particular case in this nice all-american neighborhood I suggest that Edie get a big bouquet of flowers you know something under 995 um, <laughs> and well wrapped with tissue and pretty that's the compassion part, that's right? the compassion that's the okay. beauty part recognizing okay. the beauty and also a basket of fruit um, which she could find at her local gay market. Um, and then she might even have a fruit carry the basket for her. No, 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 no. Of course I don't mean that. But a, a basket of fruit and vegetables or whatnot and go next door. I can't wait to hear what yeah. you've got planned no. for eating. Yeah, she goes next door. She, I, I think she should be accompanied, not necessarily by her husband. We don't know if she's married, but, but with somebody. She doesn't have to go by herself. She might be a little bit, right. might be some trepidation. Right. Knock on the door. When the person answers the door, say, hi, my name is Edie. I am your neighbor. Now, I am here to let you know that I know that you have some really beautiful aspects to yourself. And I have brought these flowers to be a symbol of the beautiful person that I know you are and that you are becoming. And I have a very strong feeling that the activities that you are meddling in are going against the grain of what you know is right and best for you. So if we get you focused on the beautiful aspect of yourself, we'll begin to change the focus and change the activity. In addition, Due to the activity that I feel is bringing you down, it might be filling your pockets, but your spirit is being dumped big time here. Oh, right, I suggest right. that you eat fruits and vegetables to uplift the nutrition levels that have been depleted due to the activities that I believe are happening here. So here's an apple. Here's an apple, a banana, and why not some green beans for dinner tonight? <laughs> and so now that I know your minerals and vitamins and your beauty and the considerations of who you are have all been uplifted, I know that the decisions will follow suit. So if you have any comments, questions, or concerns, please feel free to give me a call. So in your opinion, if Edie uh, stops looking at her next-door neighbors as, let's say, um, those evil the evil evildoers next door, the right. evil drug She's doers, being victimized but actually by the looks at them as 
human beings that might need some help. Yeah. It could change her focus and, and therefore empower her in a different way That's right. to solve the problem that is the Blightner need. And well, also, you know, I'm sure that her children, I would imagine, I'm not sure because I don't know all of the ins and outs of, this, of that situation in the environment, but that the children are completely being um, alarmed by their mother's concern. And what we must always keep in mind is that we are always modeling. We're always modeling the greatest way to be. We don't, we don't teach through words. We teach through action. So when a, a, a small human observes their parent doing such a, such a really noble act, it empowers the child to understand the elements of compassion and empathy, which, you know, maybe we should go up to our president's White House and offer him some frickin' flowers and some fresh <laughs> fruit. Some fresh fruit. Because he really doesn't, hasn't offered any of our, uh, quote-unquote, enemies um, anything nutritional or beautiful except bombshells. Well, you know, in the, in the practical sense, your idea of, of approaching them uh, them being the neighbors next door with compassion mm -hmm. and empathy mm -hmm. practically it might just work because I've often found that uh, in a situation where uh, people have alienated others and saying, well, you are them and we are us, yes. it creates a stagnation yes. where communication doesn't happen. But right. approaching somebody with flowers and fruit uh, can be disarming, can Big knock time. people on their side and say, well, it's the situation isn't what you think it is. I'm, I'm certain that... Uh, Edie's neighbors are just as aware of Edie as she is of them. Yes. And um, therefore can create some certain amount of static uh, energy between the two of them. So Yeah, and that would know. really open up communication. They may say, hey, you know, by the way, we're actually, you know, been plotting with Oprah for the last couple of months. We rented this house and we're doing a show. Edie may flush out the fact that this is entirely an illusion Based yeah, on the activity might, she'd seen. She might find some information out that she didn't know before. Yeah, she might get invited down to Oprah and us. Oh, you, know, hey, you never know. You know? Uh, so it's interesting, you know, that whenever I have encountered, and I have encountered it, you know, there were times in my life I have been in the middle of um, crime scenes where anything in that neighborhood is nothing ever lower than a crime going on and have walked through those neighborhoods with an attitude of affection compassion and empathy and have never been harmed i have always been well and i survived with this philosophy i have encountered it um this week in my life where i came into a situation where a crime was being committed and i offered a solution to the person who would be known as the criminal in the scene you know and offered suggestions for his for his betterment. How'd that work out for you? Worked out beautifully. He left the scene of the crime. The car wasn't vandalized. I mean, the rip was done, The but the uh, articles were not taken. And I was, um, I felt good and things were well walking away from it. And I think a young man has a new consideration about the law of karma. Because you did something unusual. You didn't just call the police and say, hey, there's a robbery taking place. Yeah, you no. actually approached the person, I walked right out the perpetrator, right. and, and you reminded him of who he was and of what he was doing. Yes. And, the, and, and it disarmed him, That's didn't right. It, it yes. knocked him on his side. Yeah. and He went from a gangbanger who was going to threaten me to a little boy wanting to learn about the law of karma. You know, it's, it's kind of funny that when you practice compassion and empathy towards other human beings and you think of other people in a compassionate way, your ability to approach them as human beings and look them in the eye and talk truth to them uh, is it's amplified huge. by yeah. dramatic And amounts. the person getting approached by you is completely sidecocked. Oh, yeah. They, they do not they, know what they, to expect. They 
go into a place because we're all seven levels all of us human beings are very complex there are many levels functioning all at the same time and when we are addressing the the, the real the sincere the compassion in the human being we're not threatening them we're showing up because out of love and respect it alters the dimension of how their brain works in trying to protect they're not trying to protect themselves or offset what's going on they're leaning into this moment of healing. We all get better. And um, Edie will have a sense of self-esteem. She'll see that she can participate when something shows up in her life, and she addresses it with compassion and confidence and empathy. So we've got confidence mixed in there. Um, that something different shifts, not only in the conditions that she's confronted with, but within her own consciousness. Everything gets better. Now, can you tell me something um, outside of the extreme conditions mm -hmm. where a robbery is taking place or mm -hmm. the potential for drug dealers living next door to you exists? Mm -hmm. um, how would you apply compassion and empathy for all sentient beings? Um, uh, think fabulous element number eleven um, to everyday moments of you. How can you? How can you really? push this element every day in your normal everyday life mm -hmm. um, well and just as a clarification because you know it's not a word used every day sentient beings is any being that feels from a cockroach to anybody anything that's gonna feel when it gets killed and it's a very um, it's a Buddhist terminology um, so anyhow that said it could be used if you're sitting in traffic. One thing I really like is, you know, if you're sitting in a situation where you're getting really uptight, you're about to be late, or somebody's driving in front of you who's so short you can't see over the they can't see over the steering wheel, and you know that they're some from some particular country where people just don't even know how to drive, and you you want to cuss at them. <laughs> the thing to do is to pretend that everybody in that parking situation and that car situation is in your living room. They're your friends. You're the not host. Not with their car, I hope. Well, not, yeah. Well, unless you have I a mean, really it's big not living that room. Big. Well, if you're really rich and you have a really big hall and everybody gets to come there and they get to bring your own car and bring your all own these bottle. cars in your living room. BYOC, bring your own car. Um, what then, you're trying to do is, is trying to get on a more personal level with well, the, with the people that you interact. Yeah, with. you want to be you want to become more skillful at lending situations that you put yourself into. We're all creating in a single day a piece of artwork. And when you're when you're assembling the, the 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 canvas, and each one of your thoughts is going to brush against the canvas with a particular color, it should be a magnificent Picasso by the end of the day. Every day is a painting. Every day is a painting, and your brush is your attitude. Your attitude is the brush that goes against the canvas. So it can be simple, something as simple as buying a friend lunch, or holding the elevator for somebody. That's right. Or or have somebody pissing you off, and you're sitting back and taking a deep breath. You know, I'm breathing through your nose. And, and knowing it that it's mouth. coming from their, whatever it is that they're doing is coming from a place of center of them. Well, that's right. It's not necessarily meant to offend or hurt. Right. It's Nothing is personal. Nothing is personal. It is only of the person, but it is not personally against you. So you got to take a breath and be compassionate and empathy. When we come back in a couple of minutes, we'll be listening to your emails that you've written. We'll be reading those things over the air that you've written to Camber at thinkfabulous.com. So stay tuned. We'll be right back after these messages. If you're lost, I'm right. 
Welcome back to Sounds Fabulous, your weekly podcast brought to you by Images Everything Los Angeles and ThinkFabulous. Come on, .com. We're reading your uh, emails over the air and listening to your calls to the Sounds Fabulous hotline. Hot. And we have an email here from someone uh, named uh, Friar Girl uh, from Pugsley, North Dakota. And she writes, Dear Sounds Fabulous... My problem involves my business, my son, and his future. We have always planned that he would take over our restaurant business, but he doesn't actually seem to have the aptitude for it, and his interests seem elsewhere. He's always been eager and up on the idea, but it doesn't appear to me or his father that he can actually handle it. How do I breach the subject without hurting someone or the business? Sincerely, Friar Girl. Pugsley, North Dakota. That's an interesting problem she's got there, but it's, it seems obvious to me that she just needs to learn how to uh, step right out there and be authentic. Number one, authenticity. Approach your son and say, uh, do you actually want to be in the <laughs> restaurant business? Yeah. Well, yeah, and I understand that you would, that that idea is really fresh and good. The, um, the, the thing here that I, I know is common is well in this particular situation here we have by your description you know uh, unusually uh, 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 i mean as far as in america here's a family who's handing over a business like we used to hand over the farm yeah, yeah. but we're in a whole new stream of consciousness now with possibilities and these people the mother and father i'm referring to have established for themselves which brings them joy which is whatever their family business is however the son has been impregnated with an impression of what is easy and what is best. What is easy is because they have probably groomed him. They have told him repeatedly, you're going to get this. This is yours. It's up to you. It's up to you. And we're going to leave it to you. That's a big uh, chunk on his shoulder of weight. And he's probably got some other ideas. And we tend to think, well, you know, especially in that situa situation where you should be grateful. We are handing over this. We are, we are defining you. We are teaching you to, to be this you know, esteemed character in the community. But you've got to stop. We all have to stop and take a, take a moment to say to our loved ones, our children, our partners, our associates, who are you? Yeah. You know, who are you? And based on who you are, what is it that brings you great joy and happiness as an endeavor? You know, maybe you want to go plant trees for the forest system. Maybe you want to be an airline pilot or you want to be a stewardess. Maybe you want to run a 7-Eleven, depending true. on whether you're from, you know. Just because the boy grew up in the restaurant business doesn't mean he necessarily wants to be a restaurant tour. No, yeah. not at all. Yeah. You know, and I think most people who are restaurant tours happen to be people that like to go to parties. Because when you got a restaurant, it's like being at a party. You yeah, got a lot fun. of people going on. You have all different sorts of uh, requirements in a hospitality industry, and not every Tom, Dick, and Harry is suited up for that kind of a That's thing. That's true. That's very true. So we have to, you know, especially parent to child, where we think we're doing them a great favor, we're actually doing a great injustice to all to each other, all of us, by simply 
not stopping and finding out who we are all who we are all right now. That has been your Sounds Fabulous podcast for Friday, May 9th, 2008. I'm Tommy Gable. And I am Camber Hill. Thank you so much for tuning in. We look forward to hearing from you with your emails and your phone calls. Keep them coming. Keep them coming. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Take care and bye-bye. Bye-bye. We find out what we're